Pepsi Wild Cherry Friday. The big, big show. of that and when I first got my hands on that I knew that we were holding on to something special not special because we were going to lose pop not the way hip-hop was going to go it was just and it felt like an anthem not just for the west coast bro the west coast it was ours but it was an anthem as I traveled around the world that represented the west coast everywhere you know, I was in Japan, Joe, and I was going to this club, and literally outside the club, they had the lyrics painted on the wall as a mural. Now, some of the lyrics were fucked up. You know, they they, they should have, you know, I don't know if they had Google or whatever, but, <laughs> but just to show you what that felt like, bro, it was, it was amazing. And it was one of those things, Joe, where you held on to it because you knew that once you put that shit on, it was over. And I would tour over to Japan with DJ E-Man. And it was all like these West Coast sets because they really love the West Coast over there, right? And so E-Man would, as soon as you hit that California love, and the crowd would go crazy. Then 
E-Man to go. Now let me welcome everybody to the Wild Wild West. Now let me welcome everybody to the Wild Wild Ever. Let me welcome. And it was just thunderous, bro. And you still get that same feeling. But nothing matched when we knew that we had something that fucked the world up, Joe. When all this shit was going on, uh, big boy, East Coast, West Coast, tension, uh, Tupac, Suge Knight, uh, and you sitting in it, because you, you've been the voice of L.A. for the last 20 over, how many, how many years, big 26. boy? 26 years. 26 now. fucking years. Yeah, man. You've been the voice. I mean, there's a lot of legends out of L.A. radio and all that. But you've been, you know, you the one, right? Yes, sir. And so all this shit is going on. And I'm sure you love Biggie. You love Tupac. You love. What are you saying during this thing? Are you hoping for peace? Are you like, do you know this is about to go real bad? Joe, I'm not hoping for peace. I'm praying for peace. You know what I'm saying? And the one thing that I did as far as, you know, being from the West Coast and loving the West Coast and to love and take care of the West Coast, you also got to look out for the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? So my job, not as a radio person, but my job just as a human being, bro, was to make sure I didn't fan any flames. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was still having the Fat Joes and Buster Rhymes. Everybody would come through. So we knew things was going down. But the same way you didn't encourage any of the bullshit was the same way. Now, people know all day that you represent New York, that you BX. People know all day, every day that I'm from the West Coast. We know that. We don't have to prove that. You know what I'm saying? So it, to tell you the truth, Joe, man, it was just, it was a shitty time for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I love this thing called hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I love the West Coast. I love hip-hop culture. You know what I'm saying? And I know that we've had some of the biggest battles, and, you know, men were still living. It's just that with this one, bro, it just felt a little different. So what I did when I got people in, bro, we talked peace. Not beating you over the head with peace, but now everybody's into this, oh, I need to clickbait. I need to clickbait. You know what I'm saying? I didn't and, then, and, and, and this is relative to what you get into. Shout out to Cruz. Cruz is in here. What up, Jay Cruz? I love Cruz. Yo, Cruz, what's up, my brother? I love you, man. Yo, Cruz, your Instagram's private? Like, I'm <laughs> trying to get in touch with Cruz's Instagram is hey, private. Man. I don't know what, what, he what he's from? thinking. What are you hiding from? That's the question. You know, what are you hiding from? What are you hiding from? Are you are you still in fraternity uh, leave, Cruz? Uh, so what, basically what you're saying by not fanning the flames is the reason why Fat Joe got into doing the podcast or whatever have you is because a lot of our media have caused the beefs and well not caused it but have amplified it yeah. you know and so even with these young brothers that are dying every day now there's certain journalists in hip-hop that fan the flame so to say and get more hype to it you know like they say now even in the hood when you say now 
yo, what, why is people, why is these young brothers killing each other? And they say, yo, this Instagram is different. Yeah. So before it was like, fuck you. Now it's like, fuck you in front of the whole world. I shit yeah. on you. Now you got to do something, right? And so the, this, this, this hip hop media has always, because to me, I'll tell you, Vibe Magazine, all those publications played a part in that amplifying that Biggie and Tupac beef. And now with these young boys, um, I like academics. I like them as a person. He's, he's, he's a cool dude. But I understand maybe he don't realize that by fanning the flames on some of these beefs, some of these young boys, they ready to go kill something. And, and not just calling him up, but just anybody who's into that clickbait, shock and awe. And basically you saying you had no part to that. Yeah, man. I just I just chose not to. You know what I'm saying? Not on no punk shit or whatever. It was just it was just real, you know? It was it was a thing that, you know, I just felt like you know, you know how you even with this COVID thing, bro, you you just you gotta live with it, but you just want this shit to pass. You know what I'm saying? You want this shit in your rearview mirror. So at one point when it was through my windshield, I'm waiting for this motherfucker to get behind me, not knowing what the actual cost was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like the cost, the tuition into the school of experience that we paid. And when I say that we, I'm talking about the brothers that we lost. You know what I'm saying, Joe? You know how many how many candles you've blown out this year. I know how many candles I've blown out this year. I couldn't imagine leaving Earth at 24, 25 when I, I felt I, I I haven't man at that time, Joe. I didn't even have my babies. You know what I'm saying? I still and want more now, man. And let yes, me tell you something. So, so I've been I, around. I've been around a long time, big boy, and I still feel young. I yes. still feel like I want to live life. I want to oh, be yeah, here, brother. man. And you know what, man? I want to see these brothers get it, man. You know, and, and, and you got to think, man, borrowing from E-40, we, we're veterans and relevant at the same time. And and there's only, there's a few of us in the game that, that get down like this, man. So when when I see what's happening right now, bro, I, I hope and pray gray hair on these brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm hoping I pray for gray hair, man. I hope and I pray for for kids, for grandkids, or or for, for for more life, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just big boy. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, one thing about LA and this Eva radio station. When you land, when I land in LA, I know I'm in LA. Mm -hmm. And they played it the, the LA music like the shit just came out yesterday. Yeah, I yeah. land and hear some DJ quick. I land and hear some fucking California. I think, you know, that's 20 years ago. Yeah, but man. But when I land, the, the, the radio stations let it be known we rep our city. You know, and I used to argue all the time with New York radio and be like, yo, our shit don't sound like that. When people land here, it don't sound like I hear this biggie or big pond or or Jay-Z early, you know, I got to give it up to you guys for representing uh, your heritage yeah. in hip-hop music. But you know what, too, Joe? There'll be some artists, too, 
from LA and rightfully so that are begged to differ. You know what I'm saying? I feel sometimes too that we could be banging a little bit more. The same way you felt that that New York could have been banging a little bit more of, of the East Coast. The same way when I travel somewhere else, I say, oh shit, the South is playing they shit. You, like the same way you say about the West, I go somewhere else and it'll be an artist that I don't even fucking know. And they'll put some shit on in the club and I'm like, what the fuck? And it ain't just radio, it's them, them taking care of their people. So there'll be some people here too, man. Like I work for iHeartRadio on, on the radio side. You know what I'm saying? And I'm on a program list. Now we got wiggle room. I'm big boy, that kind of shit. But you know, I'm not adding records and you know, and doing the whole playlist. And like, if I worked at McDonald's, I probably want to serve you the Big Mac a different way, but there's a fucking order that I got to follow that say, you know, two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. You know, I weighed over 500 pounds, so I know that. But so I do what I can, and I'll be the first one to march the right shit if I can in, in, into the station. But right now, man, with homegrown radio, when it comes to, like, we West Coast DJs anyway, on-air on personalities, but we got the homegrown show now with fucking Chuck Dizzle and DJ Head, bro. And 2021, we about to beat everybody over the head with making sure that we take care of turf. You know what I'm saying? And You and know, DJ Head, uh, DJ Head is straight up connected in a different way. You know, yeah. when I see him, I see the whole LA, like, he wrapped he the town for real. Yeah, he, he's, the, you next, know, he's the, uh, the next great champion, bro. That motherfucker, you know, he one of those people, and I tell him, I say, man, don't ask him if your if how your record sound, because he'll tell you your baby's ugly. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't bring your baby to DJ Head and take that fucking cover off that baby, because he's gonna say. And if you ask, now he ain't gonna say it, like you, but if bitch. you ask, he gonna tell you your baby's ugly, bro. So don't. Yo, bring I'm gonna tell you what's crazy, yo, record. yo, big boy, you so yeah. fucking crazy, yo, rich player like that. He be like, yo, somebody post a baby. God bless, man. He be like, damn, why they post that baby like that? That baby. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? You going to hell, motherfucker? Hey, yo. Joe, let me, let me tell you how crazy this is, man. People probably don't know what kind of history we have together. Like, our shit ain't just radio. You know what I'm saying? Like, Joe, you would come to town to L.A. Let me just Earth. tell you, I love you. And, and I tell the world that I love yeah. you on a different level. You're yeah, my brother man. for real. That's yeah. that, That's different. But go ahead, go ahead. Tell, tell and the story. This before I could do a Fat Joe interview, this is before I could play a Fat Joe record. You know, I wasn't in radio. You came. We we hooked up, bro. When I was just in LA, in LA on you know some some other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just chilling. You know what I mean? And I remember, man, you was be like, no, fuck them. You know them vehicles they trying to put us in and we'd just jump in my Cadillac and we would roll Los Angeles in my Cadillac and you'd be like man take me here take me there it's like LA fucked with Joe early you know what I'm saying because you right. always fucked with us and then when I got on with the far side and started bodyguarding the far side right I remember on our, the itinerary we had to go to New York and my first time going to New York was as a bodyguard with the far side you know what I'm saying and so I, the same way you would touch turf here, I was like, man, I got to call, you know, Fat Joe. Joe, you probably don't even remember this shit, bro. 
but that's when MPVs and were those the bands like man, MPV, MPV, you, you man, you put the whole team in different MPV vans. We had nothing to worry about, man. We rolled to this, uh, <laughs> to this. <laughs> we rolled. Do you remember when we rolled to that uh, like celebrity basketball game? <laughs> Nah, what happened? What happened, big boy? So we get there and the motherfuckers at capacity, right? And we want to get in. It's Fat Joe, Farside, and, and you know, you deep. We we got our people with us. And they telling you, <laughs> you can't get in, right? As a crew. And I remember, man, you came up, Joe, and this isn't a remix or none of that shit, bro. This is real shit. You told the police, you know who the fuck I am? You know who the fuck I and you wild out. This is no remix, bro. You wild out so much. And not crazy shit, but just hey, look at who I am. Joe on everything, bro. This ain't a remix. They parted the motherfucking sea, opened the doors, and let every motherfucking into the last head that you said came in. That's Real right. motherfucking talk. Like, <laughs> I was like, man. Now, nah, because you know why, fat you know why fuck out here. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shout out my brother OG Muggs Inglewood, and the rules is when you show somebody around your town, that's on you. That's on you. So, so like, if I say, "Yo, I'm gonna take you and show you," if a motherfucker scratched you or breathed on you, and you went back to LA. Motherfuckers be like, who you with, big boy? He's like, yo, I thought Joe had the power. He ain't have it. And, and that's where a lot of people could get it confused. You could be hanging out with a person, but that person needs to know that your safety is in their hands. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and that's just the way I've always done it with, with my homies from the West Coast, from all over. Whenever they say, yo, Joe, what's up? Now it's my turn. I came back from L.A. safe, without a scratch, without nothing. When you come to my town, that shit got to be laid out. That's that's just nah, the way nah, it you is. you did that, man. And, and I thought you had us, but after that, I knew you had us because you had us from, from front door to front door. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, as soon as we got out, boom, we were good. And it just Everywhere made you feel a little going. bit better. It made you feel like, yo, I'm with a real one. Oh, yeah. Anything, that, he got us. And, and I wasn't, I wasn't radio, you know what I'm saying? I was just, you know, we were, it, I was on a different cloth at the time, you know what I'm saying? And let me ask I you do, a question, um, big boy, were yeah. you off limits to any of the bullshit? Like, uh, like, you know, you got some serious characters in LA, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and I know just being DJ Khaled's brother, how many killers and whatever you want to name, was coming up to him saying, yo, play my artist's record. If you don't play his record, you know, was you ever in, like, they, was you ever approached funny style, like a Suge Knight? Hey, man, I never got leaned on. Never. They, and, and there ain't no one that can come and say, no, nah, man, we, we leaned on Big Boy. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we had a, because my thing is this, man, for one, I'm highly respected, God willing. I think I earned that and I'm highly protected. And I'm not only highly protected by people that's looking out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was always gonna, you know, God willing, I was always gonna make it home. 
You know what I'm saying? And now that I got babies, bro, it's even more of a reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I never had it where somebody tried to press me or somebody tried to, you know, trip out on me or some, you know, and maybe that, you know, walking by faith, maybe God looked out, you know what I'm saying? But I never, and I, and I was on radio at some of the, you know, the dangerous times, you know what I'm saying? The most gulliest of times. From, from Suge to Easy to Dre to anybody, anybody, <laughs> OFTB, anybody. It was always love, man, because I think also is I didn't promise you nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because if I promise you something, I got to make good on what I say. You know? So I remember, and, and this, this, is a, this is a real get down, man. And I never, I, I don't think I've shared this story uh, publicly. There's people- I want to hear it. This, that's what we call a Jopra moment. This is yeah. a Jopra moment. So let me give you a Jopra moment, bro. So I'm uh, working at Power 106 and I'm doing the night show. And the night show, we had Rap Attack. And Rap Attack, of course, you know, different markets do it. You know, we didn't own it. It was, you know, you put one record up and you put it up against the champion and the champion either win or you knock the champion out, right? So I get a somebody buzz the back door. All right, somebody go, one of my partners, DJ Ray, Sean Wan, somebody answered the door. They came back. They said, hey, somebody from Ruthless Records is here for Easy e And I'm like, oh, okay, what, what's happening? They said, you know, Easy e sent you something. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, such and such dude come in. Now, I don't remember who the dude was, but I know that it came from, from Easy. And so it was a bag. And in the bag, it had money in the bag. You know what I'm saying? So I looked in the bag. And, you know, I didn't know bread back then, like, you know, what, what, the, what the stacks look like. So now it probably was probably 25 racks, 30 racks, something like that. It, it could have been less if I looked in. It could have been more if I would have separated. So he was like, man, you know, you know, ruthless. And it probably wasn't from easy, but it was easy e ruthless. You know what I'm saying? And so they was like, you know, we got this record, so on and so forth. And now I'm in a position where I can pick the record to be played. You know what I'm saying? I can take this money and put that record up. And we did the votes where we were like, oh, you know, so 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 who you want, who you want, easy, easy, all right, you know. So anyway, we get the record off. And I tell you, I said, you know what, man? I don't need this. You know what I'm saying? I needed it because I was broke as a motherfucker, but I don't need it for the record. I said, you know what, man? One day this week, we just see what it do. You know what I'm saying? So I put the record in and it won on its own. But I didn't have to worry about, for one, anything that you do, and not just for Ruthless or whoever, sometimes anything you do, Joe, it's not going to be enough. I don't know when, when the tally ends. You know what I'm saying? So I can't say, hey, give, me, give, me, give me the money, give me this, give me that. So it was easier for me, which is a great decision to even a young dude at that time, to not take it and let the record breathe on itself. I don't remember what the record was, but the record ended up going, I think, a week or two. I think we retired the record because you had two weeks. But that was also in good conscience where no one could look and say, oh, man, yeah, big you know, he's on the Olas, the plug Olas, the pay Olas, or this. Or, yeah, get that big because we hit him with a stack. Like, I don't have a dirty reputation on taking your money. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I lived a lot before radio. You know what I'm saying? So I know the mindset. I know the ownership. I know about giving a motherfucker a bigger piece at a smaller price or giving it to him for free, hooking their ass, and now they're going to come back. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so I know about the game. 
So I was like, nah, I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm straight. And there wasn't no disrespect to Ruthless. They just thought that's how they had to get down. And I didn't accept it, but the record, you know, flew anyway. Uh, the, rec the record blew up anyway. Yeah, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and Wi-Fi is because... bugging out a little, though. Your Wi-Fi bugging out a little. You're oh, not shit. as clear, you know, as you was. I don't know if we could do anything about it. If not, we keep going. Um, Big boy, you was uh, the king of Power 106. Then you moved up. You're clear again. You moved over. Yeah. What was that like, and how was you approached? Because it almost like you was the logo. You were the logo mm -hmm. of Power 106, and then you made the move. How did that happen? How did you feel? Was it a hard decision, or was it just like, yo, I got to do what I got to do? Both. It was, it was very hard, and I had to do what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? It just that... I put 21 years into Power 106, and they put 21 years into me. You know what I'm saying? It just started to feel a little different. Like, I haven't publicly spoke about this. You know, I let people read shit, and, you know. This is another Joker moment. Don't worry. Yeah. You, you're fucking with me now. You're a big boy. And you're I a legend at this. You're on the Fat Joe show. We talk about shit nobody talk about. Yeah. All and love is all the light. And it's I all God. It, you know, on my show. You know what I'm saying? But. It was just, man, you know, Joe, when it when it's time to move on, you know, without, without hurting anyone that I love or that I love because we built power together. Power built me and I built power. You know, my shit was the Baker boys came in and they changed what L.A. radio was looking like at the time, you know, and I think we all took a page from like, you know, the Mix Masters and the Julio G's, the M Walks, the Tony G's, the Tony A's, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we took a page from that because we saw what they were doing. And I was a fan first. So we built something that was beautiful together. But at some moment, man, you start to feel that things are getting different. Like, you start looking at the writings on the wall about you know, what the meetings are starting to sound like, what the, you know, how much control you have in the tug of war. And, you know, when I say the writing on the wall, bro, you know this shit from a distance and you know it's on that wall. I wasn't going to wait to say, what's that on the wall? What's that on the wall? What is that? What, what is that on the wall? What? And then get here like, oh, fuck, it's too late. You know what I'm saying? And so just in, you know, as far as, as much as I can say, bro, it was, you know, I got a family. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to keep it 1,000 with you, bro. When the company was doing a certain way, I took a 50% pay cut. I've never told nobody that shit, Joe. To come, to come over here? No. To, when I was at Power, I took a 50% pay cut, right? And so when it came time to renegotiate they say you know well when we start we'll put you back to where we were and then we'll go and renegotiate so i've never had a contract in my career where it went stale but now joe i'm not getting i'm not getting any contract i'm not seeing anything then one day they come to me and they say hey you know this is the offer i didn't even look at it i got in my car i was happy because i was telling my wife okay you know i don't know what's going to happen here you know, it's it's a motherfucker, bro, to feel a certain way in your own insecurity. 
they, they made me feel insecure, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so when I looked at the offer, it wasn't about money. For one, it was still at the half or lower. All right, fine. So now we go through, you know, all this shit, man. And I just realized, bro, without, you know, just jumping from here to there, it was time for me to move on. It was time for me to move on, man. I prayed on, I laid on it, I prayed on it. You know what I'm saying? I asked it's always been, I, it's I, I always been, it. it's always been my gift and my curse, being very prideful and being very loyal. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and when the writing's on the wall for me as well, when when I don't feel appreciated, yeah, you know I feel like you know people ain't appreciating my contribution, and, and when I'm down with something, I go all out. Like you, you took a pay cut, you was there, and you hoping like, babe, you know we got bigger bills, we got kids now, yeah. we got to pay schools, we got to this and that, and they not coming correct, right? I recently had a situation where, um. I worked for a company, let's just say, <laughs> and somebody, they called me and told me, Joe, you know, it's COVID and, you know, things are different, it's COVID. So I'm listening and I'm like, cool. I said, listen, and 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 one, and this one of these companies I work with, I love these people to death, right? Yeah, same. And yeah, I, no, I love them to death, but I said, listen, Usually when I work with a company for a bunch of years and I'm loyal and they get great results, results, I get a raise. And so I've been working with you for, for years and everything's been excellent. I cannot take a regression on pay. For that, I got to move on. I just can't do it. I can't take a cut back. I, I, I can stay where we at. And we can love each other and do whatever, but I cannot go backwards. Like yeah. I, I won't do it. And 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 so they gotta figure out how much they appreciate you. Yeah. And my thing is this too, Joe. It just got to a point, bro. Things just felt different. You know what I'm saying? It felt different. So when people say all oh, big move for money, power ended up matching the money. So why did I leave? You know what I'm saying? If it was just about all oh, the money, they matched it. Why did I leave? The reason why I left, bro, is because shit just started feeling different. I'm a grown motherfucking man first. So either we're going to do this business shit right with respect or I'm going to take it personal. Mm. And it was time for me to move on, bro. Like the same way, like when, when, when the shit happened, Joe, TMZ, everybody called me, bro. I held my I held my mouth. You know what I'm saying? They put my deal in the paper. They talk shit about me. I never talked no shit about power. I said, man, just let me go do what I have to do. You know what I'm saying? They sued me. They kept my library. They all that other shit that went there, I never said it. I've been gone almost six years, Joe, and I never told my truth. I said, you know what, man? I gotta go over here and build something. And for me to build over here, I can't be looking over here. You know what I'm saying? We had a beautiful relationship. I fucked with so many people at Power, bro. It's just that it didn't end up working out. We had a great 21 years. Trying to move on. And you know, uh, Doc is one of the greatest human beings I know on the planet Earth. 
Yeah, man. And, and so, and so, it definitely wasn't a bad uh, business decision because Doc, you know, he's family and he understands the game and he's for the people and he's going to make sure he got your back. Um, I guess they got to understand that. I know when I first walked in there and I seen you felt weird. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if you felt weird in the new, But Joe, new. you got to think, bro. I was at one station for 26 years. So I didn't know no one in the building except the people that I marched into the building with. I didn't know no other radio company except MS Power 106. So I would literally go on air and I would curl my toes in my shoes to not accidentally say Power oh, yeah. 106. Because that shit was automatic. Power 106, big boy, that automatic. So now it's like, that's not it anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it was very different, bro. It was very different to this day. Like, I don't run away from, from what we built together. I yeah. love Emmett's. I love power. But they, they it's, part love of your, it's part of your history. Yeah, and they got to love me, too. Every yeah, for you, show, for you not to acknowledge that, you wouldn't acknowledge your legacy. Yeah, and I can go out today and somebody would say, oh, Big Boy Power 106, I don't correct them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, like because that's what it's in their heads. I can't tell you to erase that just like that. Big Boy, I, let me ask you something. You Big Boy because at your biggest weight, how much was you as your big, at, at your biggest weight? Man, my surgery weight was... No, no, your weight. Your weight. Yeah, no, yeah. No, because I don't even know the number. When I got on to get my gastric bypass, they told me, lose as much weight as you can. So, you know, when, when you my size, you can lose weight like that. I could drop 20, 30 pounds, Joe, in a week just from water weight and a little bit of movement. So when I got on the scale for my surgery... I was 511 pounds. Joe, I was a size 64, 66 pants. I was an 8X shirt, which is extra, 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 extra large. And I had 10X t-shirts in the closet. 10X. Yes, but I was I was an 8X t-shirt. 8X shirt, size 64 and 66 pants. So big boy, the question is. You embrace being big boy. Your name is even big boy. I get to LA, there's a hundred uh billboards the fucking size of skyscrapers. <laughs> you naked with flowers in your mouth, butt, butt naked, big fat guy. And out of nowhere, what the fuck? You embraced being big more than anybody in the world. What made you want to go get surgery? You know what, Joe? Let me tell you, man. For one, people could say, oh, man, he was miserable. He was this. How could he be happy? Joe, I was so happy at 500 pounds. It was so happy that it, it, I had to be mind-fucking myself or something because I could accommodate being 500 pounds. If I needed a suit, you know, you on pun, you get a tailor. If I needed to fly, I could fly first class. If I needed a car, I had a bigger car. You know what I'm saying? And then I always, I was never the the dude where you pulled my shirt up and you talked about my titties and you was like, fat motherfucker, this and that. Like, people would literally roast or bag on motherfuckers and they'd go like this. 
and then they would hop over me because I was known to punch you in your motherfucking mouth. You know what Ooh. I'm saying? So I wasn't this punk that you could just say, yo, fat ass, yo, fat, fat motherfucker. No, bro, like people knew don't talk shit. I was comfortable in my skin. When I went, when, when you, the billboards that you're talking about, Joe, I, no one said, hey, you know, we need to get you out there on these billboards. I'm, I'm trying to pull one up for you. No one said we need to get you out on these billboards. I did the billboards. Joe, you know how we were, bro. We were in, in, in Texas. What did we do? Bro? Yeah, yo, we was, we was topless, man. We did a topless, whole show homie. topless, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so we was on some that. shit. So I celebrated being 500 pounds, man. And then I know, so that's why I'm asking, was there the defining moment? What was it that made you? Now, that's the most classic billboard in the history of L.A. Yo, big boy. Yo, yeah, big man. boy, you got to send me one of them shits, man. Yeah, man. Yo, yeah. Yo, yo, big boy, that was the most classic shit. I mean, that and And fucking... that's really me doing the splits right there. Yo, that's crazy, bro. Yo, that's big boy, I remember show. those billboards. That's yeah. equal to BMF when you went to Atlanta and said the world's BMF billboards. I mean, like, holy shit, we in BMF land. When yeah. I go to LA, it's billboard, and then you thank God you made the right choice and you had surgery. But yeah. what made you have surgery? Do you what know was what, the Joe? defining moment? I was in a position, bro, where I didn't have high blood pressure. I didn't have diabetes. I didn't have, you know, oh my shit. Like I, I had a trainer. I was working out at the time. I was probably one of the fittest 500 pound motherfuckers on earth. But I always tell people, man, that anything you do in life, it's like a credit card, you know, and whatever it is, you're going to charge it to the game. Somebody that's smoking a lot, charge you to the game. You're drinking a lot, charge you to the game. You're eating crazy, charge you to the game. Promiscuous sex, you charge. So I was swiping my card, swiping my mm. card, swiping my card, mm. gaining this weight, getting unhealthy, but not probably recognizing it because nothing kicked in. But at some point as I'm swiping this card, Joe, that statement is going to come in. And just like your credit card, whatever's on that statement, you're responsible for. So if my statement came back from me being, you know, reckless or whatever, and it said diabetes, I'm responsible. I got to pay that. If it said heart attack, I'm responsible. If it said stroke, I'm responsible because I charged my car. I was so good in my skin, Joe. But one day I just sat, I saw this dude named Ron Lester. And Ron Lester was in a movie called uh, Friday Night Lights. He was the big white guy that was in the movie. Now I'm at a movie premiere and he walks up to me and he's like, oh, you know, hey, big boy, you know, such and such. And I'm talking to him, I don't recognize him. And he's like, oh, it's Ron Lester from you know, Friday Night Lights, and he did Good Burger, big, big white guy. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so I'm asking him, what did he do? Now, I'm not thinking I'm going to get this surgery, you know what I'm saying, or a surgery, mm -hmm. but I'm sitting in the movie theater, and I always had the aisle seat because I would fuck you up if I sat in the middle. There was just too mm -hmm. much big boy hanging over. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm looking at him, and I'm like, damn. So it wasn't an automatic switch that came on, Joe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even when my mom died, it wasn't like, oh, shit, I got to take care of myself. My shit was a dimmer. You know, it's like it goes and, it, and then you see the light like, oh, shit, I got to take care of myself. So at one point, Joe, I was thinking I got to do something about my weight. I got to do something. And I was thinking, I said, man, and I'm not one of those where I was just paranoid and this, but I said, 
I felt, Joe, that I was going to be dead in a year, bro. I felt that. I felt it, man. Like, you felt I it. Couldn't, I couldn't get away. I couldn't get this out of my head. As much fun as I was having, as much everything, I said, man, you need to take care of you. This is before my wife. This is before my kids. This is just knowing that I'm going to die. And I wasn't one of those, oh, I got to go to the doctor. I got to do this. I got to do I'm so nervous. I just was like, you know what, dude? You're going to fucking die, bro. You're going to die. And so I asked myself, I was 32 at the time, Joe, right? So I said to myself, I said, do you see any 500-pound, 64-year-old men no, walking around? Any 500-pound, 64-year-old men walking around? Do you see it? And and if you do, are they unassisted? Are they not on a walker? Do they have a breathing apparatus? Or, so I said to myself, I said, no, you don't. You don't see people that's double my age. That's 500 pounds and that's doing fine. So I thought about that. And even when I started looking into the surgery because I researched it, you know, you try the diets. And I tell people surgery to this day is the last thing that you do. It's the last, but it saved my life. You know what I'm saying? I had major weight to lose, and it had to, I needed that kick in the ass, the wake up, the everything, bro. So when I went, I thought about, I said, dude, I'm big boy. What's going to happen with big boy? Like, are people still going to fuck with me? Are people still going to love me? I said, dude, how do I give up big boy? And then I said, you know what? It's not going to matter because you're going to be dead anyway. And the first thing that people say, bro, this is before all the hashtags and, you know, but people that love me would have said, man, I wish he took care of himself. Or if I would have died, Joe, it would have been a difference between getting hit by a bus and dying of a heart attack. If I would have died of a heart attack, people would have been like, damn, I knew it. I knew it. Because it wouldn't have been a surprise. How would I not have died? from a health issue. So I thought about everything, man, where people still fuck with Big Boy. What about Big Boy, the radio guy? What about this? And I got to a point, Joe, where I was like, it doesn't matter. So when I went and got surgery, my listeners, the public, they went through it with me. You know what I'm saying? They went through the weight loss. There's people that don't even know I weighed 500 pounds, but they went through it with me. And Joe, when I talk to people about weight loss surgery, and the reason why I say it's the last thing you do, I had all kind of complications, Joe. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a procedure that was called the duodenal switch. And the duodenal switch, the reason why you lose the weight is because they you malabsorb the fats in your food. But it doesn't just push the fats to the side. You malabsorb everything. Vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K, vitamin C, protein, this, that, and the other. So I'm forever on proteins and supplements. And it still took me about 10 years, Joe, just to learn my body. Like I just finished a 10 day all raw detox with raw nuts, raw fruit, raw vegetables, juicing. You know what I'm saying? Because I got up to 223, which is heavy for me, but it was water weight, not just my legs were swollen and shit. And I went down to 197 pounds in 10 days, but I know how to take care of my body, but it took 10 years to listen to my system. And it took 10 years to say, okay, you can't eat that. Cause I was trying everything. I was, man, I'm still gonna do this fried chicken. I'm still gonna do this and I do. 
but I know what to put around it or I just don't have it. I just had to take my life into, because if, if I'm going to cut all that shit out of me and skin surgery on my chest and all that shit, I got a hell of an investment into making sure that I stay around for these babies now. You know what I'm saying? So this was before my kids. It was for me because I can't, and you know, when you get on a plane, Joe, what do they tell you in that announcement? They say secure your mask first, not secure the bag, not secure the They say put your mask on and then you can assist your family members or others. So I had to make sure I put my mask on to take care of me before I was good to anybody else. And that's the And let me why. ask you, we glad you did it because you would have died. Yeah, and, and that was very alert and vigilant of you because when Pun died, we had no clue. Because if, if Pun was 600 pounds, I was 500 pounds. Right. We had no fucking clue that we could die at 26 years old, 27 years old. We thought it was like, you know, you, you, you're really blowing up if you're eating a lot. Like, you know, yeah. you, and, that's and the that's good life. Too, bro. Like, you got to think, man, it was seven of us and eight of us, but seven kids. So we didn't have shit. We went through bouts of homelessness and not, not offer anything with my mom, but it was life, life. You know, we went through a lot of shit. So when I did get on, Joe, it was like, yeah, I can get cheese on the burger. Hell yeah, I, I, I can get the five piece. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably something even more psychological because when I wrote my book, I started peeling off layers. But yeah, it, 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 it is true, Joe. It's a sign of, Man, we living good. You know, we we good. We not think we thinking about today. Let me ask you a question, big boy. When you lost weight, because I'll answer my portion of it, and then I want you to answer this question truthful. Mm -hmm. And this is not to discourage nobody, right? But just like you, I was big, and but I felt good. Yeah, like, I I didn't. You know, but I had diabetes at the time. But being that I was young, it wasn't affecting me. But I still did everything. I felt good, you know, still fly, still doing whatever. And so when I lost weight and I lost weight, people asked me, yo, you feel so much better. And I'm going to be honest with you, big boy. I feel the same way I felt then, right? <laughs> so... Do you feel much better now that you're skinny? We know you're healthy. <laughs> hey, Joe, keep it one thou while with you. <laughs> it felt like I felt better back then. It I was the same if, shit. I don't know if it if it if it's age or whatever the fuck it is, but but yeah, man, it was like you know I didn't be, because to tell you the truth, bro, I didn't feel bad. Now, if somebody like I lost three hundred pounds, right? If somebody would have just came and put 300 pounds on me, it would have fucked me up. You know, just put it 300. But when I did the 300, you know, I was just gaining weight, just gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight. So I didn't feel, I knew I was heavy, but I didn't feel fucking like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I do, I feel like better. I feel good, but I didn't feel bad. You know what I'm saying? I just knew that my candles burn it anyway. So I'd burn it over here too. You know what I'm saying? It just Yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, man, I got to do something today to make sure that we have these Joker moments tomorrow. 
You know what I'm saying? Whatever I would have missed so many tomorrows, bro. I would have missed my wife. I would have missed my kids. I would have missed, you know, my sister becoming a doctor. Just everything, bro. Like I would have missed everything. You know, bro. you know, big boy. Uh, yes, two days ago I went on this clubhouse, mm -hmm. and uh, and they welcomed Fat Joe on Clubhouse, right? And so it, I'm honored. Everybody big me up. They gave me my flowers. But the first person to come on the Fat Joe Clubhouse was Fuzzy. Right. Right? And so they let you put your little thing on the top, your little picture. I put a picture with me and Michael Jordan. And he said, Joe, look at my picture. I just shitted on yours. And it's Fuzzy with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Tell me about Fuzzy. How many years you know him? How do y'all meet each other? Because it was always... Big boy and fuzzy. Yeah, man. Fuzz is my, and it sounds so cliche, homie, but Fuzz is my brother from another mother for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been through so much together. You know, my mom passing, his grandmother passing, you know, him having his baby, and then, you know, then I joined the club. We just been through a lot together. But the way that I met Fuzz, man, Fuzz was, uh, his whole life, he was the, the church boy. You know what I'm saying? Thank God, because he, he, he learned values, you know what I'm saying, which is beautiful. But I met Fuzz. I was bodyguarding for the far side. Now, Paul Stewart, DJP, is like a, a branch, you know, a, 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 he's like a root, and a lot of branches came from Paul Stewart. You know what I'm saying? So the far side needed a sound man. Here comes this dude in, walk in with these thick-ass glasses on and damn near a Bobby Brown Gumby cut, you know what I'm saying? And slacks and his shirt tucked in and shit. And we was like, what's your name, homie? He's like, Fuzzy. So we met Fuzz. And Fuzz was just so genuine, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Fuzz would tell you too, bro, that <laughs> he'll say, B, you the first person that put a gun in my hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Fuzz is one of those people, bro, that he's a just add water. You know, Fuzz is going to be whatever you need from Fuzz, bro. When I first got hired into radio and I got an opportunity from Rick Cummins at MS Broadcasting that called me and said, do you want to try radio? And he said, I'll give you $35 an hour, come in for four hours. And I was like, shit, bet, I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? He gave me an opportunity the next morning. He called and said, would you like to try that again? I said, all right, you know, I'll try it. I'm just thinking my radio career be two days. And when he called me back, Rick Cummings, and he said, we want to, you know, I want to do something crazy here. He said, I want you to do the night show. He said, just go in there, say your name, and remember the station is called Power 103. So I hit Fuzz. I'm like, Fuzz, they want me to do this radio shit. Now, at the time, I'm bodyguarding. I'm on the Lollapalooza tour with the Far Side, but we had some days off during the week. So I was going to turn down radio so I could stay on the road with the Far Side. And so we talked, and I was like, Fuzz, you know what, bro? I think I'm going to try this radio shit and just see what it is. And Fuzz was like, man, shit, do it. You know, so I go get with the far side. I said, man, I got this opportunity. They said, well, Ben, try it, man. If it doesn't work out, you know, we, we'll hold the spot. I'm like, all right, yeah. You know, and so I get with Fuzz, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to do this radio shit. What am I going to do every day? So I start writing down shit. And then Fuzz is just tag team. And so, like, well, I can say, Fuzz. You know, he was doing his own thing with, 
you know, being a record promoter and, you know, trying to manage. And then, like, just that water, man, come try this radio shit with me, too. You know, so we've always been, you know, close. And then we're, you know, loosen up a little bit. You go do that. You go do this. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, man, he's just such a beautiful individual, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you, it's a blessing when you find somebody that don't want nothing from you and will give you everything that you ask for. Not thinking Big's gonna be in radio. You know, Fuzz was driving me around, Joe, when I didn't have a car. Not thinking mm -hmm. it was an investment into his future. Like Big gonna get on, cause we didn't know what the fuck was gonna become of this big boy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was just mm -hmm. big boy, gray over here and bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Fuzz was just one of those people, bro, that was just so fucking genuine that you never want that person out of your life. You know what I'm saying? Life is mathematics, bro. And you know the game, bro. You know, and I tell people, I say, man, when I say life is mathematics, it's like, man, when I did the surgery or whatever, you know, not tripping, not on no bullshit, you want to add years to your life. You know what I'm saying? That's why we do certain things. You want to add years. You want to add wisdom. You want to add whatever it is. That's addition. Then you get into multiply. I want to multiply the bag. I want to multiply my knowledge. I want to multiply this. So I want to multiply that. Then division. How do I divide my radio shit with my family shit and my friends shit? And how do I, so that part is life division. And then there's subtraction. Subtract the bullshit, subtract the bullshit people, subtract the negativity. So mm -hmm. as I was going through my life and as we continue this life of, you know, the part of subtraction, Fuzz is one of those people, bro, that I can never see subtracting out of my life. You know what I'm saying? He's, mm -hmm. he's a division. I'm trying to divide this time with him. I'm trying mm -hmm. to add years of these gray hairs and our kids growing up. We're trying to add that shit and we're trying to multiply. Fuzzy's managing. He's doing, he's trying to manage his career and multiply his bag, multiply, you know, his wisdom, multiply his spirituality. Like, so that's a brother, man, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade in. You know what I'm saying? If somebody gave me a billion dollars, I would. But I want to, I, I get that. I, I want to ask you two questions. The second one is harder. Um, the first one right now is, who came up with the big boy? Let me like, tell you, man. My favorite shit of your whole fucking show, the highlight of my life. We're not going there, and you talking, you go big, big boy. Who you know came what, man? Up with that? It started with uh, when I first got into radio. My homeboy Sean Juan, he was on some other shit, and then my homeboy DJ Ray was on some, you know, we was just a, a team, you know, just, just homies. And so when I got in to radio, I just told them, I didn't know nobody there. So I said, hey, man, just come down and kick it with me. So I have a face that I know, you know what I'm saying? So they would just come down and just kick it, answer the phone, so on and so forth. So then they became part of my show. So when I would come on and go, Power 106, Big Boy, they go, Big Boy. Power 106, Big Boy, Big Boy. But the Big Boy, it was this dude when I was about, 15, 16 years old, this dude named Andre Duhan. Andre Renault don't even know this shit. I don't even know where Andre is at. But Andre Duhan lived in our in our uh, complex. And Andre would see me walk down what we call the fire lane. And when he would see me, he'd go, big boy! And that's where that shit came from. And then the what, what Richard, what Rick Cummings, my, my boss at Power, he would call Sean and Ray the temptations. Because anytime I would go, big boy, they go, big boy. Big boy, big boy, 
you know, probably want to see Big Boy, Big Boy, you know, Big Boy, Big Boy. So that now that, I love that uh, shit, bro. Yeah. That's 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 my favorite and then shit. People now, thought that that was a push button, or or they think the bell is a push yeah. I button. thought it was a push button. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. I, I, even there, like, um, last question. We got a big versus coming up. E forty, too short. Who you think got this one? Hip hop. Hip hop got this one, bro. Legends got this one. The Yay area got this one. Bodie Water got this one. Too short got this one. And me as a spectator and a fan first, I got this one. And the thing about this, man, we know that it's the versus title. But bro, this is a fucking celebration. You know what right. I'm saying? This is a celebration, man. Like, it don't validate 40 Water. It doesn't validate Too Short, but it's a celebration, bro. Like, like these dudes, man, have calendars. Joe, you know, bro, Joe, you have calendars in hip-hop, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You guys have made some of the most right decisions of think about how you could have fucked it up. You know what I'm saying? A hundred million times. Shout out to Timberland. Dude. Timbo the King is on the uh, is on the uh, on the comments. What up, Timbo? But that's something, man. Where when you see verses, man, it's a fucking celebration. It gets you going back down catalogs. It gets you when we say flowers, bro. Verses when they're done right and they are, those are celebrations, man. So this isn't gonna be. Fody saying, E-40 like, oh, yeah, what you got? What you got now, player? What you got now, player? You know, it's, I, they they hear with each other. You know what I'm saying? They hear. Yeah, they family. You know, Too Short was on here Wednesday. He yeah. said, big homie. He said, yo, I'm the big homie. And I said, you are the big homie. <laughs> yeah. And, and man, uh, I remember Too Short from just cassette tapes where that motherfucker just rapped one side then wrap the other so when we look at something that's so established man because you know joe this hip-hop thing man not just life but hip-hop you hear today gone tonight even more so today man like everybody got their arms like this the cancel culture is real you bring a new album out they asking you when the new one's coming when your next album's coming you're like man my shit just came out this morning you know what i'm yeah. saying like, like what the fuck let it breathe so when you get the calendars that 40 has and the calendars that Too Short has, and you get a versus where these two icons get a chance to sit in the room and we get a chance to log on and witness not just history, but we get a chance to get, log on and just get that nostalgia feeling of what it felt like. Or where you were. You know, big boy, uh, I ended with this. And I asked everybody this. And and don't you ain't gotta put Fat Joe in your equation in your equation. Who's the top five rappers of all time on Big Boy's list? It could be it could be solo artists, it could be groups. Who might you know they what, be? Joe? Let me tell you, homie. I never answer that because I can't answer that. You know what I'm saying? Like It'll be one of those things where I get off of here and I say, "Fuck," because like yesterday I was rolling in from Tahoe, right? 
and I love motherfucking Melly Mel. You know what I'm saying? So I'm rolling and I'm going down all this Melly Mel shit, right? I fucks with Ice T. You know what I'm saying? I fucks with Rakim, KRS One. Like, so my shit is like, you give me DJ Quick Live, I'm all over the fucking place. The most people that I've seen in concert, bro, the most people in my life by choice is Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Vicente Fernandez. By choice. You know what I'm Vicente saying? Vicente Fernandez? Yes. <laughs> so I'm all, and it's not me ducking. It's just that, bro, that's like somebody saying, do you love Jaden Alexander or Jade Alexander more? I can't answer the question, do I love my son or daughter more? Shout out to so, Mr. Ness from the Furious Five on the comments. Yo, let me tell you something, yo, yo, big boy, everybody be tuned into this Fat Joe show. Like, motherfuckers, we missing versus Timbo the King, come on. We versus Melly Mel, Mr. Ness, because he rocks the best. Hey, the fucking, this shit crazy. And that man. right there, bro. Eric B is on the comments. That's why, man, I want people to continue to take care of this thing called hip-hop, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't always the bag, bro. It wasn't all, you know, people didn't get what they get now, man. They they wanted the money, but they love what they were doing, bro. There's so many people ahead of you. And, and, th and this is to everybody that's coming in and everybody that's, you know, that's making their way right now. Don't fuck up the silver platter. Like a friend of mine named Liz Hernandez, you know Liz that worked with me. She said, man, and not to hip hop, but I use it as in hip hop where somebody hands you a silver platter with all the shit that they've done, your public, everything that we've learned off the backs of you guys. And then they look at the silver platter and say, man, fuck that platter. Like, how do you do that? You know what I'm saying? We the only ones, the only genre that try to outdate us. You know what I'm saying? Fucking yeah. Rolling Stones are 100 years old. If it wasn't a pandemic, they'd be on the road right now or finishing up. They still, they still giving them free Grammys. Every fucking year, they find a reason to give Dude, them a Grammy. It's not Yo, only... the Rolling Stones spot it. Give them a fucking Grammy. So like... I'm just saying this, man. Let's take care of our own, bro. You know what I'm saying? Find out who the fuck Herc is, bro. Learn. Learn about the motherfuckers before you about the people that, the road that you on, bro, people paved that road. And I know, oh, that's an old, you know, whatever, speaking, so on and so forth. The old motherfucker saying that, nah, man, you gotta yeah. know where you come but from you know to, what you to know where you going. And keep it one thou while, borrowed that from E-40 also. But keep it one thou while, bro. Joe, you remember the new school motherfuckers. That's the old school motherfuckers now. Mm. I had well, what happened for me, I say it all the time on the air. I went to one of those uh like how can be how can I be down or one of yeah. them Jack the Rappers and there was some legends on the panel. Like I mean legends, mm -hmm. right? Like motherfuckers in this comment, right? Um and somebody had asked one of the legends. Yo, what you think about the leaders in the new school? This is when Buster Rhymes and them were just coming out. And one of the legends is like, y'all don't listen to that shit. Them new boys, they that new music, that shit whack. And I was only like 17 in the audience. 
And I worshiped this guy who said it. And I said, this old motherfucker, he mad as hell. Yeah. He hating. But you and know what? what I told myself was, if I ever become an OG, I will never talk bad about the young cats coming up. Because I know for a fact we're gonna sound like old hating ass niggas. Yeah. And so, and that's and 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 and, and that's how I look at it. So I, I support them all. Yeah. But and you know, hip hop is so, you know, somebody might say to you, somebody might say to you, yeah, I'm from New York. I never listened to DJ Quick. Let's just say. But DJ Quick, you just said you listened to his whole shit yesterday, right? Yeah, man. Or uh, somebody from L.A. might say, yo, I never listened to Busta Rhymes. You know, just not my thing. Right? And, but that's the beauty of hip-hop yeah. is the diversity. We don't all have to love or listen to the same shit. Yeah, but man. it's this hip-hop culture that we can love whatever. I can love, I'm one of I can love Gangsta Boo, and I can love Consciousness Warren Hill. Yeah. Yeah. You get what and, I'm and, saying? You know so what? That's the that, beauty that's of what, it. That's what hip hop is too, bro. It's it's a playlist. You know, the same way I can hear Public Enemy, then I can hear, you know, Joe Ski Love doing the Pee Wee dance and say Joe. You know what I'm saying? So I've always loved hip hop. That's why I continue to take care of it. And that's why when I see the so-called younger generation, because I've seen the evolutions, you know what I'm saying? But the people that's in the game now, that's why I fucked with them heavy, too, because I want them to succeed. You know what I'm saying? You you want them, bro. Like, I don't sit and look at somebody like, man, they fucking up the game. Because at one point, we were fucking up the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We yeah. were, so whatever you were yeah. doing, whatever, you know, when motherfuckers were saying, oh, get that West Coast shit out of here. We fucking up the game. They got Jerry Curls. What's all these khakis and all that shit? So it was always somebody that felt a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So when I look at what hip-hop has become, I love that we see motherfuckers getting paid because we didn't always see that. We see motherfuckers that got ownership, but we didn't always see that. You know, but also with everything that we have, I do want people to still recognize that there was a lot of work done before. The same way I'm in radio, bro, there was other people on radio that kicked down these fucking doors, man. You know what I'm saying? And I got to recognize that I look like a fool to come in and say, man, Julio G, what? Greg, man, please, man. It's all about big boy. You know, Frankie Crocker, like, I, I see my, you know what I'm saying? Like, I look at Flex and I'm like, man, this motherfucker veteran irrelevant at the same time. I look at that shit, man. I look mm -hmm. at it. Then I look and at so it. What happened I with about Head and, and Chuck Dizzle. I also see the next great champs. And I see yes, that. Sir. And what happened with hip hop with our generation, and we got Eric B on here. Oh. We got Mr. Ness on here. All Amen. the legends. But what happened with our generation is these record labels were taking young, talented guys that come from this. They still doing it disenfranchised neighborhoods, but were talented, used them for what they wanted. When they were done with them, they throw them out in the street. And motherfuckers, I remember motherfuckers being 25 years old on the old school tour. And I was like, yo, you only 25. Like, how you old school? Like, 
you know, and and so with our generation, the Jay Z's, the Dr. Dre's, or the Puffies, uh, the Fat Joes, we took ownership of the shit. And when the when, when the major label said, you know what, we don't think we said fuck that, we going independent, we gonna push our own shit, we ain't gonna lay down. So yeah. the label tried that with me when I was about 28 years old. They tried to old school me. And I said, nah, I'll go independent. I'll put out Make It Rain and shit sold 4 million records. I'm like, yo, bro, you ain't gonna old school me. Like, like man, you know, and, then, and, then, and so even when we was young, this is for the younger viewers. When we was young, and we, I remember they used to be like, yo, we used to, I used to be like, Yo, that motherfucker 40 is still rapping? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you want me to do if I'm 40 years old and they're paying me 100000 to get on the stage and perform? I got to fucking rap. Yeah. And so that's where we at. Um, Big boy, I love you, my brother. Love you, um, And I say that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, you have been a blessing to me, my life, my career. Our brotherhood, our friendship, uh, and just the hip hop, you're a walking uh fucking hall of fame. You're walking uh uh artifact, bro. You're like fucking hieroglyphic. And we love you. Shout out to Far Side for having you as their bodyguard. And uh those are my guys, you know. I started with all of them. People don't believe me when I say that, big boy. Oh, yeah, bro. They think my career started at Lean Back. Nah, bro. Like, like I'm telling you, man. Like, even rolling through through the hoods, though, Joe, and, and jumping on microphones at the Good Life, and rolling through, you know, uh, Hollywood Live or Water the Bush, like early, early, early things. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you touch turf, you touch turf, man. And I think right. that, like, there's a couple people, man. And I put you on this list, Joe, out of your friends, because character is what's being said about you when you're not in the room. That's what character mm. is. People mm. talk beautiful about you, bro. Beautiful. Thank God. And it's crazy, man, because I remember there's two people that I referenced. Well, really, there's three that I referenced about how they came into the radio station and couldn't believe. They believed it, but it was like, man, what you doing in here? That was... Ice Cube, mm. Fat Joe, and Tupac that walked in the room and said, and, and I just remember Q, but my story is always you and Pac that walked in the room was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing here? They gave you a job? Like, <laughs> yeah, man. So, but you know what, Joe, man? I love you too, brother. You always been more than straight with me. More way, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, there ain't, you, you know, within reason. And I can't remember you ever saying no. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with my birthday party, bro, you came from wherever you had to come from. You did that on the strength. And you didn't say, hey, big, cover travel, cover. You just came in and said, where I need to be? What day? Hey, big. What time? I'll do 10 more when the COVID's over. I'll do 10 Man, but, fucking free birthday party. I don't give a fuck. But let me tell you, you my bro, brother. I love you. I fucks with you. Man, I care about you. We've had some very real conversations, you know, after Pun died as well, man. We had one of the realest conversations about what are we going to do. And like I said, it didn't flip the switch, but it got the dimmer up. 
You know what I'm saying? It got the dimmer up. Right. And I love to see, I look at you, look at pictures now, bro. And I'm just like, man, it's amazing. Look what, look what God's done, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And we got to continue to make sure, man, that, you know, the platform that we're given, that we continue to use it in the right way. And to each and every person, I haven't had a chance to look at anything here, but I thank you for your time. Everybody that's checked in, bro. I thank you. Thank Everybody you loves you. We appreciate me. you, big boy. And thank you for allowing me to be candid, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, we love I you. That's what I was, that's I wanted to get the big boy. You always interviewing everybody. Nobody ever interviews you. I said, yeah. fuck that. I want to get into that big boy shit. Man, but no, thank you, bro. I appreciate you, man. Let's let let's Noriega sends his love too. Nori just checked in. Hey man, I I owe Nori a, a text back, and that's another one too. Woo, Nori. Nori a real one. Hello, you know what I mean? And that's why, man, when I see Nori with what they're doing with Drink Champs too, man, it's just so many outlets, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I love the ownership, brother. Yeah, you know, big boy, Nori loves this shit. He taking over right now. Yo, Nori, we fucking love Drink Champs. Yeah. He loves this shit. I want to get on there and I don't even drink. You know what I'm saying? Ah! <laughs> like, I'll I come on on the Champs part, but but man, continue to do what you do, man. I love this this platform. Love you, my brother. Oh man, I've had a chance to learn so much more with you, bro. And even when you would sit with our producer Jason and y'all would do movies and the things that you would watch in the movie, I always knew, man, that there was more. We thought that you gave us so much, but there's always more, man. And I think that you're one of those people, bro, that that continue to show us man that we could do any fucking thing for as long as we want to bro you're that's you're, right i love you big boy i'll check up with you thank God you man you, my brother big boy crack hello big boy yo that was so fucking dope shout out to n-o-r-e checking in eric b uh erica ford always on the streets Making sure shit is right out there with the youth. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. When when uh when uh they say, yo, from Flex said last week, yo, I gotta do drink chaps. I, I am Nori. And Nori is me. Look at the my side. Yeah, Nori, you're a funny guy, bro. You test move was good. Test move, do remember? Nah, nah, nah. That was legendary, man. You don't know what Big Boy means to me. He's Big Boy. Nah, nah. We good. We good. Big Boy means a lot, man. Big, big Boy. Uh, you know, when you when you drive, when I was scared to fly here, echo test you. Something you doing got an echo. Yo, yo, um, yo. You hear me? You might. Yeah, I hear you, but you got an echo. Oh, let me lower that. Let me lower your your monitor. Hold on. Um. And so what I'm saying is. When I was scared to fly, I would drive three to four days to L.A. And when I finally got over there, Big Boy would make me feel like I was in Trinity Avenue in the Bronx. And or if I flew for six hours, when I see him, I see home. And so it's just a beautiful thing to interview somebody that I look up to so much and appreciate. Test move, where we going, bro? <clears throat> Yo, I think, we should, I think we should give him a little taste of that, of that uh, E-40. Too short, little taste. Oh, you going there? Let's go. Test who straight face. Do remember? I think they for real. Let's be wild, Gary. Woo!
niggas do real things. Now that's off the rip, right? Hanging with the honeys is the song. Too short, got a few joints at home. Niggas do real off things. Off the rip. On the road to riches and diamond rings. Hold on. Real niggas do real things. Rich player, what up? Busting my toes off the roof, drinking 92 for spring. Real niggas do real things. Hold on. Check. We started out making small time bacon. Two little niggas faking. Talking about whipping cakes. On the road to riches and diamond rings. So now you on a record label. I got one too. We yeah. on a roll now. Can't nobody stop our crew. You can treat us like convicts. You know we got records. On the shelf and on the charts, the double deck. Wow, cherry pepper. House down the block. Close to me, you criticize the way I walk. You wanna see my back? Let me tell you something, Joe. I'm not a crook. I fit the This next E40 joint. I get paid. It's my favorite E40 joint. The same old shit I see in the street. I this know you have selling keys, but. This one I had that 1980 Chevy Blue Scooby Doo van. Oh, no. Some of this, this GAM, hey, some of this guy. What's it up? Understand my system. 41. Stop you with my sprinkler system. Understand the stuff. Come on. Nina. Mr. Mina. I know my shit. Let's go. I'll be more hip than a Get off of your head like a neurologist. Push him awake to Atlas. Got to by the name of the Atlas. The 707 Marines back to floor terrace. I pull a 40 out of my walk after that. I flush it down my soft garris. The group that I'm with the click. Click. Sugar D. Show E40 got his own language. Orientated game. Kill him, motherfuckers. I'm crucial. Sitting him down mutual. Quarantine kill. I'm here. Let's go. Like white men in Time of time. This that's it. Jay-Z, we gotta go easy. On the sea, problems I called on him, he called on me. 
we wasn't quite partners. I hit them off my page. It's on. Yo.
when you're talking to a dog. Please have respect like you're talking to your mom. We out here trying to function, bitch. You fucked off my high, get up out my neck. You messing up my vibe, I'm trying to get some crap. This is crap. Put it in my ride. 41. I'm toasting this sloppy off of a broccoli Bacardi. 151 out my body, about that green like wasabi. Like in Bari, we mobby, we bossy back to fuck off. Getting money, my hobby, not getting money. It's not. It's what rappers I listen to is he 40 and pop. I'm having my revenue player having this grub in this moonlight. Man, I stay laced to groom. I spray myself with sucker repel my new. Not perfume, not perfume. You got it. I can sell on a hustler. Think I can't? Think I can't? Get the gas, sell the White House, black paint, black world can. Back to back forty. G. Thinking about taking a million dollar insurance policy out. I'm getting the blunt. Pull up on that. Pull up on that. Pull up on that. Pull up on that. I'm a leader with my number, you should holler at me Cause I'm a baller, can't nobody hustle harder than me Ooh. Girl, I'm shaking, shaking, oh. trying to get to Now he got joints, yo! Do you remember? Alright, now let's go to the top with this This one they let the car go And they ghost ride the whip over the edge of town You know what they do? Do you remember? Tell me where they go Tell me where they go Tell me where they go. Tell me when they go. Tell me when they go. It's the Joker show. Straight to the strip Gotta get a bitch and get my dick sucked I pull heat from the hip, bruh All I fuck with is gangsters and strippers Aight, aight, that was cool That was alright, but let's barbecue and boogaloo Let's barbecue and boogaloo No, 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 no Yo, we ain't put it on mode for a minute We ain't put it on mode for a minute Yeah, go get Let me go on a special bag. Let me go on a special bag. 
play some shit nobody in the world got. You remember? You remember? Hey, y'all, the Friday, hold on. Jump. Jump tap. Quasimodo's when Greg Nice slick Nick that was their home that was their home check it out so let's check do it that out. I got my whole crew in the house are you kidding me let's have some two a hole straight up and down I got my man nice and smooth in the house I got my man preacher Earl, Earl in the house I, I do this for real in the house I got my man gangsta in the house until my brother smooth B is in, in the house and I'm bringing out CE you know what we do. I got a shit load of story tales in my side. No. Please come in, hang your coat on the rag. While you at it, make my coffee black. So I can get the most people. Fifteen cents minus five makes a dime. Sexy young lady, let's end the time. Break in our feet, ran it down the line. I'm the P-R-E-A-C-A-T-R. Uh, preacher, all I'm not considered a superstar. Hold on. Hold on. Nice and smooth, baby. Together we are nice, nice and smooth, baby. What are we talking about? 
like I said, if I don't give a big shout to the awesome two, Special K, Teddy Ted. Teddy, Teddy Ted. Ted was cooking all of this shit. Let's hey, yo, Bazzy Gassi plays a sack. Yo, 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 Very underrated, very overlooked. These nice and smooth guys. Underrated. Very, very overlooked. Underrated. Hey yo, Bossy Gassy plays a sax. Me myself, I love tonight. Red bone booties, I'm out to wag. Stick up kids, it's out to tag. Swing again, and I'm feeling fine. Pass me an ice cold glass of wine. And I'm hyped, so don't ever believe that you can deceive me. See many visions of love and splendor. I'm the real thing, not like a pretender. I rock rhymes over beats on a real tip. Stay real strong and hang on like a fight. Yo, there's one more. I'm out to control on my body. Yo, there's one more. I'm star. Plus, I'm very smart. Type of man that the girls want to be about. Indeed, I proceed to rock the house without a doubt. Stepping up next, no further ado. Smooth beats gonna make a real funky for you. Real crooked for you. I'm gonna be your real crooked. Early to rise, we gotta get paid. Early to pay, yo, we gotta get laid. I think it's time to make fresh rounds out of our heads. It's the Joe Show. Early morning, break a door. At the hotel, you be on it. Take off your clothes, take off mine. Sun is shining, I'm feeling fine. Stop it, booty. I don't wanna do the do, but I want the rapper's menu. Come on, give me your big beat. I know I say this freely, but if it wasn't for Greg Nice and Nice and Smooth, there possibly would have never been no Fat Joe. Um, Greg Nice encouraged me so much, like Bismarck E, get better. Greg Nice is one of the first, like, big-time artists I met through Lord Finesse and Showbiz. And we was tight, and we hung out every day. We would be in Quasimodo's together. And when I shot my first video ever, Flojo, and people was looking, and they was wondering, yo, who's this Puerto Rican kid with a half moon in, in his head? And, good, and, and then but Greg Nice flew in from L.A., to be at that video, but he's so much more than that. But you gotta understand at the time, they was the biggest group in the game. And he flew in to be at this Puerto Rican kids video the first time ever. Nobody knew it was gonna be Fat Joe. Know what I'm saying? And so many times they brought me on to perform at their shows. I mean, when you talk about greatest entertainers, you have to talk about nice and smooth. The way those guys was fucking destroying clubs, it was out of this fucking world. And then they had the Jeeps with the tops off, with the lights. Remember the lights they had around their Jeeps? They had the Jeeps with the light. They was the first Brand one to have the lights in the 
in the, the neon. The neon, man. <coughs> and so I owe a great deal to Greg Nice and Smooth B. And I ain't going to lie to you, they haven't cashed in on it. On, they, they got one. They, you know, if they need Fat Joe, they got him. They didn't. They, they haven't cashed in on the Fat Joe favor yet. I'm gonna just keep it real. I'm gonna put it out there. I owe those guys too much. Big facts. And if they need me, I'm here. Simple. Big facts. Yo, Yo Test Move. I like to thank you. If we don't do this no, this next week, cause next week I'm on the limbo of whether I'm gonna. Get lazy and play holiday shit or keep the show going. I see Chubby Chubb on here. Um, Monday, I got an artist. Tuesday, I got an artist. So let, let, you know, I don't know, but maybe we'll do a 23rd of December. Maybe that's when Ted Smooth will come back. It won't be the Friday because after the 23rd, I'm gone. Um, but We'll do something like that. And uh, happy holidays to you, your family, everybody. We appreciate you, Ted Smooth. I'm talking for the fans and the people who have been tuned into the Big Big Show since uh, for nine months, and you've been providing, providing us with such great energy and so much love and so much uh great music to help us get over this COVID time. And about, you bro. volunteer your service. It ain't about a check. It ain't about, it's just about your love for music and your love for the people. And we really, 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 from the bottom of our heart, appreciate DJ Ted Smooth for coming on every Friday. And if you agree with me, everybody throw the fire signs up for Ted Smooth. Because we love them and we appreciate them. And a lot of DJs could have tried to take the excitement. But Ted Smooth said, hey, this is my deal. And I'm going hard. And nine months you and I talk when we get the TV show, the big, big boy, you whip me all the way. You know that. Uh, boy. Talk. I love you, my brother. Um, It's time I get a new tape, like a new Boogaloo Barbecue. Because, I mean, I can't lie to you. I work out the Boogaloo or Barbecue every day. It's time. I can tell you, I'm here. I love it. Let me give me a. I can tell you every song. Like, Yo, before we go, I'm just going to say this. I don't know when we're getting off of Christmas, but I'm telling you this. Christmas Eve, I'm just going to tell you what it is. I'm dropping Jose Feliciano Feliz Navidad remix. Now listen I to me. I even dare. Listen to me. I think you should do it the 23rd so that all the DJs you blasted out in the 24th, they be rocking that shit on every party. That's just an executive decision or suggestion. The 23rd, you drop that bitch. That way, the 24th, we put it in everybody's hands, and it be playing global. Check this out, Joe. We played basketball before a couple of celebrity games, right? 
You know I play point guard, right? Yo, all that was was an alley-oop. I threw you the alley-oop, and you laid it down. You already know. 23rd and blast that bitch. Put that test move straight face. Do remember? Yo, love, hey. bro. 100. We love you, my brother. Be good, man. You're ready. Just Peace. Say. You don't know who I know. And tonight, just like any other night, has been legendary. This is my, my Fenty. This is my Fenty. Shout out Chauncey, Pepsi Wild Cherry, the Triller app. We have the challenge, the Pepsi Wild Cherry Challenge, where people been throwing original music. We picking a winner very soon. Uh, and that person will shoot a commercial for Pepsi Wild Cherry. And they will blow up overnight. We have a dream team, the young lady Mulata. We have Mike Will, Kenny Burns, Joe Crack the Dawn. That is the dream team. It's called your wildest dream contest. So Trilla, shout out to them for putting that together along with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Love you guys. Put God first. Stay safe. Stay safe. Put God first. Love God. Be faithful. Peace, y'all. The biggest show in the land.